Welcome, everyone. This is Mardiac Market Update. I'm Mark Mardiac. I'm a senior wealth strategist with Premier Wealth Advisors and a registered representative with First Allied Securities, Inc. We're a member of FINRA and SIPC. Thank you for joining me this week. This show explores topics ranging from market updates to the global economy and personal finance. Money is knowledge, and I understand life happens. And this program will help you navigate your relationship with money, with timely guidance and my unique perspective. Happy Chinese New Year, everyone. It is the year of the dog. And with me today is our producer, Brianna. Hello, Brianna. Thanks, Mark. Happy to be here. I'm actually Chinese Indonesian, so my family and I will be celebrating tonight. Um, so that should be fun. But I have a question for you. Do you know what the year of the dog brings, according to Chinese culture? I don't. Well, they're predicting this year, new industrial projects and developments in energy are predicted to be successful, while endeavors that are based on greed and individual drive will likely be rejected. Also, familial relationships will be of importance during this year, and it is also a good time to make lifestyle changes, such as quitting smoking or starting a new business. And I'm pretty sure finance is up in that near up in that alley as well. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about millennials and finance. I mean, millennials compared to the baby boomers and Gen X, we're, they're not as knowledgeable or familiar with finance. A lot of them are scared. And there's this Chinese quote that you told me um, a while back, but I found it very insightful. What was that? Well, first of all, Thanks for your clairvoyance and enlightening me about the year of the dog. So I know a little bit more about that, and uh, it's important. I usually follow the uh, Chinese astrology as well as uh, astrology in general. So the quote is uh, really simple, and it goes like this. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the follow-up question to that would be, when is the next best time? And the answer is now. So, again, what is the best time to plant a tree? The best time is to plant. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is now. And I bring that up with investors who are new to the arena of investing and new to the options that are out there. So when we talk about millennials, I think that Chinese proverb is extremely appropriate. You want to be able to be in a position as a millennial to take advice from a qualified financial advisor. And it's important to start investing today. In fact, a 2017 nerd wallet study indicated that millennials are not investing in the stock market. And for you millennials out there, I know that you're really hip to alt currencies and investing in Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ripple and Ethereum and so on. So I understand that and I believe that has a place in your portfolio. However, I also think that you should be working with an advisor, preferably me of course, but I'm biased, or working with an advisor of your choice, and you should understand how the financial markets work. 
the number of millennials who are not trusting of the stock market, the percentage, no matter which study you refer to, is too high. And it means a large part of the United States millennial population is either turned off by the volatility in the stock market or they don't trust banks, they don't trust uh, anything to do with Wall Street. So I urge you to, to know that it is in your best interest to invest in the stock market because it can help you not only by investing now for your financial goals that you want to achieve now, but also to save money and invest for your future retirement. There are a number of reasons why millennials are not investing in the stock market, including, as I said, the skepticism toward Wall Street and banks, the disbelief in the volatility, especially the volatility that we've seen in February and back in 08 and 09, and also in, uh, including a lack of financial literacy and knowledge, lack of money to invest because high levels of student debt, and also, again, fear of risk. Luckily, fortunately rather, there are remedies for all of these reasons why millennials are not investing. I can provide the resources, and if you constantly look for sources and ideas, then we can co collaborate together. Brianna, how, how does this sound to you? How does this feel to you as a millennial? I mean, you just recently became an investor, didn't you? Yeah. By the way, and to anyone who's listening, Mark is great. Before I met him, I had no idea what a Roth RIA was, but um, now I do, and I'm now an investor. And I'm glad that we got you started on a Roth IRA for your future. Mm -hmm. And I won't explain the technicalities associated with that, mm -hmm. but I can do that with any millennials that are listening uh, when we meet and discuss uh, financial planning and your goals and strategies. So one of the issues why millennials aren't, you know, investing in stock is knowledge. And then a lot of, but they do know technology. They do know lots of technology. So a lot of them are, you know, they're using robo-advisors to get advice about their finances. What are your thoughts on them? And do you think they're helpful? Well, I think if you feel comfortable with a robo-advisor, it's, it's an individual choice. So it may not be the right choice for you and one choice doesn't fit all. So I prefer the human interaction element. I prefer to have someone in front of me to give me the investment advice and to really boil it down to its simplest explanation. I think that's really, really critical. Implementing a robo-advisor doesn't give you that same face-to-face -face interaction. So robo-advisors, for, for those of you that don't know, and, and, and I know many of you do know, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but robo-advisors are fully automated online investment platforms, and they're springing up very quickly, appealing mainly to millennials and even younger invest, investors. But does that mean that they're right for every investor in all circumstances? Of course not. Are there times where you might be better off with a, a, a traditional investment advisor like me? Absolutely. And why? 
Well, again, for the reasons I just cited, let's look also at the market conditions. Robo-advisors underwent their biggest stress test to date in this recent bull market cycle. On February 5th, when the markets plunged and the markets slide drove a surge in the volume of investors trying to access their accounts at these fledgling robo-advisors, most of which aren't even 10 years old yet, the experience left some wanting and a little shaken. So according to investment news in the February 12th issue, and Lewis Harvey, who's a president and CEO of Dalbar Inc., robos have never been tested in mass under stressful market conditions like what we had earlier this month. Back in 2008, Lewis Harvey suggests they may have existed, but they these robo-advisors certainly weren't the dominant force that they are today. So you wouldn't have had a volume test or in the vernacular, a stress test to your individual portfolio. A couple of the industry stalwarts, Betterment and Wealthfront Incorporated didn't fare particularly well on uh, Monday. Uh, and that was Monday the, uh, the 2nd. I'm sorry, I take that back. Monday, February 5th. Their websites crashed amid a deluge of investments or investors accessing accessing their accounts as the Dow Jones Industrial Average tumbled nearly 1,600 points on the 5th of February before closing down 1,175 points for an intraday loss of 4.6%. It was the Dow's largest intraday point drop ever in the history. Betterment clients couldn't log into their accounts for around 30 minutes in the afternoon because of particularly high volume. And that's according to a spokeswoman, Ariel Sobel. Wealthfront clients had similar problems for a short period. Both companies resolved their problems last week and they didn't quantify the surge in volume. But an educated guess here from yours truly is that they didn't want to quantify exactly how many people wanted to come out of their investments and felt probably in a psychological, intuitive sense, not in control. They can't, they don't understand. Everyone has a unique situation and robo-advisors can't factor your unique situation into your portfolio. Is that correct? That, that's, that's accurate. And robo-advisors can work well in some situations, but since everyone's situation and temperaments are different, personalities are different, you still need to weigh the options of whether that use of a robo-advisor can work for you. Mm -hmm. you Robo-advisors aren't listening to you when you offer Mm -hmm. objective advice. Robo-advisors aren't listening to you when the market is experiencing the amount of volatility it has in February and you need to stay calm and patient and disciplined and objective. A robo-advisor won't be able to provide insights and logical thinking 
when it comes to your investment strategy. I will. The human interaction accomplishes that. Thanks, Mark. I really enjoyed your insight today. It's been very enlightening. And also, it's been a good time, and thanks for having me. You're welcome, Brianna. Thanks for joining me on my podcast today. That's a wrap for Mardiac Market Update. I'm Mark Mardiak, and thank you for joining me today. If you have questions about this topic or would like to further discuss it, please don't be afraid or hesitant to reach out directly to me. I'm also happy to answer any questions you have about your investment portfolio or respond to any questions you might have about investment ideas. I'm here to help. Remember, you can find all of the podcast episodes on my website at markmartiak.com. If you like what you hear, please submit a review. We want to hear from you and uh, we want you to share your thoughts. Tune in next Friday for Martiak Market Update. Have a great weekend.